Good morning. Today is Saturday, the 20th of July, 2019. Our readings for this morning. Our Psalms 30 and 32, 1 Samuel 22, 1 through 23, Acts 13, 26 through 43, and the Gospel of Mark 3:19b through 35. Today we remember Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Amelia Bloomer, Sojourner Truth, and Harriet Ross Tubman. You are no longer strangers and sojourners, but citizens together with the saints and members of the household of God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Mother, to set forth her praise, to hear her holy word, and to ask for, our, for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship her, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by her infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Our God is glorious in all the saints. O come, let us worship. O God, you are my God. From break of day, I seek you. O God, you are my God. Eagerly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a barren and dry land where there is no water. Therefore, I have gazed upon you in your holy place, that I might behold your power and your glory. For your loving kindness is better than life itself. My lips shall give you praise. So will I bless you as long as I live and lift up my hands in your name. My soul is content as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips. When I meditate, when I remember you upon my bed, and meditate on you in the night watches. For you have been my helper, and under the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. O oh God, you are my God. From break of day I seek you. Psalm 30, 
I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. Lord, you brought me up, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried. And to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Psalm 32. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you. At a time of distress, the rush of mighty waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle, else it will not stay near you. Many are the torments of the wicked. But steadfast love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Samuel, chapter 22, verses 1 through 23. David left there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and all his father's house heard of it, they went down there to him. Everyone who was in distress and everyone who was in debt and everyone who was discontented gathered to him, and he became captain over them. Those who were with him numbered about 400. David went from there to Mizpah of Moab. He said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother come to you until I know what God will do for me. He left them with the king of Moab, and they stayed with him all the time that David was in the stronghold. Then the prophet Gad said to David, Do not remain in the stronghold. 
leave and go into the land of Judah. So David left and went into the forest of Harath. Saul heard that David and those who were with him had been located. Saul was sitting at Gebeh under the tamarisk tree on the height with his spear in his hand and all his servants were standing around him. Saul said to his servants who stood around him, Hear now, you Benjamites, Benjaminites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards? Will he make you all commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds? Is that why all of you have conspired against me? No one discloses to me when my son makes a league with the son of Jesse. None of you is sorry for me or discloses to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait as he is doing today. Doeg the Edomite, who was in charge of Saul's servants, answered, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Ahimelech, son of Ahitab. He inquired of the Lord for him, gave him provisions, and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. The king sent for the priest Ahimelech, son of Ahitab, and for all of his father's house, the priests who were at Nob, and all of them came to the king. Saul said, Listen now, son of Ahitab. He answered, Here I am, my lord. Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse, by giving him bread and a sword and by inquiring of God for him, so that he has risen against me, to lie in wait as he is doing today? Then Ahimelech answered the king, Who among all your servants is so faithful as David? He is the king's son-in-law and is quick to do your bidding and is honored in your house. Is today the first time that I have inquired of God for him? By no means. Do not let the king impute anything to his servant or to any member of my father's house, for your servant has known nothing of this, much or little. The king said, You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and all your father's house. The king said to the guard who stood around him, Turn and kill the priests of the Lord, because their hand is also is with David. They knew that he fled and did not disclose it to me. But the servants of the king would not raise their hand to attack the priests of the Lord. Then the king said to Doeg, You, Doeg, turn and attack the priests. Doeg the Edomite turned and attacked the priests. On that day he killed 85 who wore the linen ephod. Nob, the city of the priests, he put to the sword. Men and women, children and infants, oxen, donkeys and sheep, he put to the sword. But one of the sons of Ahimelech, son of Ahitab, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. Abiathar told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord. David said to Abiathar, I knew on that day when Doeg the Edomite was there that he would surely tell Saul, I am responsible for the lives of all your father's house. Stay with me and do not be afraid, for the one who seeks my life seeks your life. You will be safe with me. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle D, a song of the wilderness. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to the anxious, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened, 
and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and gladness shall be theirs, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts, chapter 13, verses 26 through 43. My brothers, you descendants of Abraham's family and others who fear God, to us the message of this salvation has been sent. But because the residents of Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize him or understand the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath, They fulfilled those words by condemning him. Even though they found no cause for a sentence of death, they asked Pilate to have him killed. When they had carried out everything that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, and they are now his witnesses to the people. And we bring you the good news that what God promised to our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising Jesus. As also it is written in the second psalm, you are my son, today I have begotten you. As to his raising him from the dead, no more to return to corruption, he has spoken in this way, I will give you the holy promises made to David. Therefore, he has also said in another psalm, you will not let your Holy One experience corruption. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, died, was laid beside his ancestors and experienced corruption. But he whom God raised up experienced no corruption. Let it be known to you, therefore, my brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. By this Jesus, everyone who believes is set free from all those sins from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, that what the prophet said does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, be amazed and perished, for be amazed and be amazed and perish, for in your days I am doing a work, a work that you will never believe, even if someone tells you. As Paul and Barnabas were going out, the people urged them to speak about these things again the next Sabbath. When the meeting of the synagogue broke up, many Jews and devout converts to, Juda to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who spoke to them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 19, the Song of the Redeemed. O ruler of the universe, Lady God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O queen of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, lady, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the holy one. 
all nations will draw near and fall down before you because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to God the Mother and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Mark chapter 3, verse 19b through 35. Then he went home, and the crowd came together again, so that they could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him. For people were saying, he has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons he casts out demons. And he called them to him and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, People will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin, for they had said he has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him. And they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. We will use the Litany for Healing found on page 30 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. Holy God, source of health and salvation, hear and have mercy. Holy and mighty, wellspring of abundant life, hear and have mercy. Holy Immortal One, Protector of the Faithful, hear and have mercy. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, hear and have mercy. 
Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, child of Mary, you embrace the world with your love. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, our true mother, you feed us the milk of your compassion. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Hear and have mercy. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick, we pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give your wisdom and compassion to health care workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, Lamb of God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, bearer of our sins, hear and have mercy. Jesus, Redeemer of the world, hear and have mercy. Our Mother who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Compassionate God, you so love the world that you sent us, Jesus, to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, he revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, conquered death and now reigns with you in glory, hear the cry of your people. 
Have mercy on us. Make us whole and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. Now we'll say some special prayers for healing. May God the Mother bless us, God the Son heal us, God the Holy Spirit give us strength. May God the Holy and Undivided Trinity guard our bodies, save our souls, and bring us safely to God's heavenly country where God lives and reigns forever and ever. Heavenly Father, watch with us over your children and hear our yearning that they may be restored to health through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Loving God, your heart overflows with compassion for your whole creation. Pour out your spirit on all persons living with illness for which we have no cure, as well as their families and loved ones. Help them to know that you claim them as your own, deliver them from fear and pain, and send your Archangel Raphael to minister to their needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your children, the anxieties that perplex them, the despair that frightens them, and their frustration at their inability to think clearly. Help them to discover your forgiveness in their memories and know your peace in their distress. Touch them, O Lord, and fill them with your light and your hope. Amen. O God, you have bound us together in a common life. Help us, in the midst of our struggles for justice and truth, to confront one another without hatred or bitterness, and to work together with mutual forbearance and respect. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O blessed lady, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. O merciful Mother, who has taught us in thy holy word that thou dost not willingly afflict or grieve the children of humans, look with pity upon the sorrows of thy servants for whom our prayers are offered. Remember them, O Lord, in mercy. Nourish their souls with patience. Comfort them with a sense of thy goodness. Lift up thy countenance upon them and give them peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Dear God, I pray that those of us who grieve, no matter what the grief is for, find comfort, healing, restoration, and transformation in you. May we enter into cooperation with your transformative power. May we release that which binds us, that which keeps us from you and move with you forward 
into the future you have ready to bless us with. In your holy name we pray. Amen. May all those who need your rest find it in you, God. Find the perfect peace and replenishment that comes only from you. And God, we pray especially for those who are afflicted, imprisoned, especially those caught up in the terrible tragedy and human rights violations going on all over the world, every place from at our very border to the farthest reaches of the earth. There is darkness and evil abundant, but we know that you, God, are triumphant light. Help us to persevere and to retain the most positive source of hope. Hope and faith. Excuse me. And trust in you, O oh God. Clear the confusion. Give us compassionate clarity to hear one another. Help us to choose your third way, Jesus. Help us to understand what it looks like in our particular context. Amen. We'll use as our prayer for mission the prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I'm going to read the commemoration as it's listed on the Mission St. Clair website and app. Sojourner Truth, originally known as Isabella, was born a slave in New York at about 1798. In 1826, she escaped with the aid of Quaker abolitionists and became a street corner evangelist and the founder of a shelter for homeless women. When she was traveling and someone asked her her name, she said, Sojourner meaning that she was a citizen of heaven and a wanderer on earth. She then gave her surname as Truth, on the grounds that God was her father and his name was Truth. She spoke at numerous church gatherings, both black and white, quoting the Bible extensively from memory and speaking against slavery and for an improved legal status for women. The speech for which she is best known is called Ain't I a Woman?, it was delivered in response to a male speaker who had been arguing that the refusal of votes for women was grounded in a wish to shelter women from the harsh realities of political life. She replied with great effect that she was a woman and that society had not sheltered her. She later became known as the Miriam of the latter exodus. Harriet Ross Tubman was born in 1820 in Maryland. She was deeply impressed by the Bible narrative of God's deliverance of the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. 
and it became the basis of her belief that it was God's will to deliver slaves in America out of their bondage and that it was her duty to help accomplish this. In 1844, she escaped to Canada, but returned to help others escape. Working with other abolitionists, chiefly white Quakers, she made at least 19 excursions into Maryland in the 1850s, leading more than 300 slaves to freedom. During the War of 1861 to 1865, she joined the Northern Army as a cook and a nurse and a spy, and on one occasion led a raid that freed over 750 slaves. After the war, she worked to shelter orphans and elderly poor persons and to advance the status of women and blacks. She became known as the Moses of her people. Elizabeth Cady Stanton was born in 1815 and reared in the Presbyterian Church. She found the Calvinist doctrine of predestination dismaying and rebelled against it. She denounced the clergy of her day for not upholding women's rights. But as she traveled giving speeches on the subject, she found no lack of pulpits available to her. She undertook to write what she called the Women's Bible. It never got beyond a series of notes on selected biblical passages. For example, she quotes the passage in Genesis where we are told that Noah's Ark had only one window and remarks that if a woman had been consulted, the Ark would have been better designed. Regarding Mrs. Stanton's life and works, I have an uncomfortable feeling that she was interested in religion only as a potential ally or opponent and her companion for women's political equality. I once spent some time in a congregation where the preacher never mentioned God or Christ except when they could be quoted in support of the preacher's political agenda. It was not a good experience. For me, reading about Mrs. Stanton moves me not to say, Lord, give me the grace to follow you as you did to Mrs. Stanton, but rather, Lord, did I do that? Do I do that? Do I think of you as there to carry out my agenda? If so, then help me to recognize it and to stop it. Meanwhile, if we think that the abolition of slavery and the recognition of women's right to own property are in accordance with justice and are accordingly good things, then we can thank God for accomplishing good through Mrs. Stanton and others. It is enough to be sure of the deed. Our courteous Lord will deign to redeem the motive. Julian of Norwich is who the above quote is from. Amelia Jenks Bloomer was born in New York in 1818, reared as a Presbyterian, and as a young woman, became an activist for the anti-slavery, anti-alcohol, and women's votes movements. One of her concerns has made her name a part of the language. In her day, women's fashions encouraged tightly laced waists involving severe health problems. The f I think it's very interesting as an aside that there are actually advertisements for corsets online now that this is, we have so distorted the feminine ideal, big air quotes there, as to be regressing back to wearing corsets. The fashion also called for skirts trailing the ground, an arrangement that made it difficult to keep the skirts reasonably cleaned, reasonably clean, especially since the streets were full of horses. Mrs. Bloomer designed a woman's costume featuring what are known as Turkish pants or harem pants, Remember the television show, I Dream of Jeannie. Loose, baggy trousers gathered into tight bands at the ankles and waist. Over these, she wore a mid-calf length skirt. It seems a thoroughly modest garb, but it excited indignation and ridicule. At least well into the 1940s, women's underpants and women's baggy outer pants were for athletic, worn for athletics, were known as bloomers. Mrs. Bloomer and her husband eventually settled in Council Bluffs, Iowa where she worked to promote churches, schools, libraries, and progressive and reform movements. 
On one occasion, she said, the same power that brought the slave out of bondage will, in his own good time and way, bring about the emancipation of women and make her the equal in power and dominion that she was in the beginning. And that was written by James Keith. I do have a few thoughts on the readings today. And, and I think it's, it's timely to speak about women who advanced justice and rights for women in our country, um, especially yeah, just especially right now. Sorry if I'm not as clear as I could be, but hopefully the Holy Spirit will fill in the gaps. What I take away from the Psalms or that part of the psalmist plead, pleadings is for those listening to do as the psalmist has done and confess transgressions to God that they may be removed. It seems like a simple thing to give voice to what we have done. I mean, we do it in our, in our daily office. We, we just prayed it, you know. But there is great power in bringing into the light the things of darkness that we have allowed into our lives and allowing God to wash them away. God, if there is anything in our hearts or on our minds covering our light, keeping us from you, reveal it that we may confess it to you and that you may remove it, that there may be nothing between us, God, that we may be in unity with you. Amen. Our Old Testament reading It's not quite clear to me what the Spirit is saying to us here, but I do think there are a few things of note, so I'm going to lift them up, the things that stand out to me, and and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the meaning for us on this day and in our current context. And one of them is that all of the discontented gathered to David. And then that David's family found refuge in Moab, which I think is very interesting, right? Because Ruth was a Moabite, and Ruth and David are in the lineage that we trace directly to Jesus, right? So I think that's, I think that's interesting that out of Moab came two pieces of strength and comfort for the line of David which is the heritage of Jesus. I just find that interesting. And then, I think there is a lesson here for us that the servants of Saul would not strike down the priests 
and then Doeg the Edomite did. Let us, let us recognize one that order is not lawful to follow God and have, a, have the strength to stand against it. And then David does something really important. He takes responsibility. I kind of wish he'd thought about it earlier. He's like, man, I knew that Doeg was going to do whatever. And if only he'd thought of that earlier and not done it, you know. But at least in the end afterwards, he takes responsibility for it. And then promises that Abiathar will be safe with him. So I think that there is an amount of redemption there. And I guess I I feel that taking responsibility really isn't ever too late and that God will restore and redeem and that one of the ways that he does that is through our taking responsibility for the consequences of our actions. Our New Testament reading from Acts. Again, we come to the promises of God that he made to our ancestors fulfilled in us. And I think this is important, especially given the women that we've been reading about and the current context of our day, to acknowledge, to understand, and to accept the responsibility for the fact that we are descendants and heirs of the promise. And it is our job to carry forward the good work done by those who came before us. Um, Jesus of course, first and foremost, and then also the pioneering women that we remember today, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Amelia Bloomer, Sojourner Truth, Harriet Ross Tubman. Let these women's work not be done in vain. Let us carry it forward. I know it feels like we've regressed lately that our our culture and our country have gone backwards. Let those of us who are awake Have compassion on those who are asleep and fixed in a nightmare. But it is our responsibility with open eyes, those of us who see and understand, to move forward, to take up the good work, and to press on, to persevere. Give us the strength. Give us all of the resources that we need to do this, God. Let us work alongside you as your co-creators. Amen. And then our gospel reading really drives the point home. We are the family of Jesus. So we've heard in today's readings that we are descendants. We are living promises fulfilled. And we are family. We are the family of Christ. We are the family of each other. And quite frankly, it's about time that we start acting like it. Like a healthy, functioning family. 
the family that Jesus made us to be. I think family has gotten distorted in our times. The dysfunctional, unhealthy, toxic family seems the norm, and I think it's time for that to be redeemed, and may we do our part. Amen. I think that's all I have to say at this time. I'm sure that I'm missing something. May the Holy Spirit fill in what I have left out or correct what I have said wrongly. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, this I pray. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you've promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lady, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.